0: Not bad, mate. Not good. bad. Good, 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 good. You've had a dramatic morning fixing yeah. like fan belts or some shit, haven't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> trying to sort out the car. It's, it's, uh, it's It passed its MOT yesterday, opened up the hood to uh, to put some, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, Gangle pins in the flood car. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, screen washing, and uh, uh, we looked at the belt and went, hmm, that looks like it's about to fall apart. As in, like, it was split down the middle.
0: But you just had it MOT'd?
1: Mm hmm. Where did but you get it, MOT? The, <laughs> the thing is, because it's such a big belt, it's it's a massive split in it, probably about, say, 10 inches. But the, the belt's massive, so it, it was just the look of the draw, the way it landed for us to see it. The rest ah, of it was fine. That's but probably what they saw as well. Yeah, it? they probably didn't see it because obviously it would have been on the other side anyway let not talk to, about fan belts.
0: No, let's not talk about it. Let's talk about something interesting, like yeah. white dog poo. Nice. I'm not sure if we spoke about it before on the podcast, but it used to be around all the time. I remember white dog poo as and well. It, and it disappeared, but I saw some white dog poo the other day. Did you? <laughs> yes. I nearly, is it, I didn't, didn't, didn't take a picture. Oh, hopefully, I didn't yeah.
1: take a picture. Should have done. Yeah. Why yeah. is it, why does dog shit go white? Is that like something to do with, do they like, I don't know, isn't it? I don't know. Is it chalk? I don't know. Chalk? <laughs> I don't know. I am just going to say or it's just chalk. Like the sun bleach just white. Maybe I don't. Know. Well, but, but well, why would that just? If you put a cat shit next to a dog shit and a human shit, would they all go white? No. Well,
0: I've got a cat. I'm sure I can find some dog shit outside,
1: and I can generate my own poo. So should we do it? Should we have a test? Purely scientific reasons, yeah. Yeah. Just put three turds on the ground and see which one goes white first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time lapse <laughs> photography of the day. That's a good point, actually. White poos, right? Did they? Did they? When they... I've I've never experienced it, as in, like, I've never seen one in action, crimping out one. That's is it I a mean. white poo as it comes out, or is it a normal poo, then turns white? I don't know. I don't um, know, but it's interesting. It is. It's something I need to find out. Yeah, you'd have to eat a lot of, like, you know, I, I think chalk to make white turd. I think it'd be good if it just come out white, to start with, because that would be so weird. It'd be like, you know what I mean? But I've got a feeling it comes out brown and then turns white, but...
0: Imagine waking up in the morning and going for your morning crimp, yeah, and uh cracking out a white shit. he would panic.
1: Yeah, it'd be um it would be panic stations, wouldn't it? It'd be like, um I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. need to go to the hospital. I'm shitting white.
0: Yeah, that's not good.
1: I think I'd be more concerned about shitting white than shitting blood. You
0: know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna find a white shit and I'm gonna store it in some sort of hermetically sealed bag, put it in the freezer. And if ever I'm ill and the doctor says we need a a stool sample, I'm going to defrost that bad boy. Take it. it
1: (laughs) What's wrong with that? I've I've always been white. I thought you said you were going to get the white poo, put it in a bag, set fire to it and put it on your neighbour's doorstep. Well, there is that. Yeah. You can do that after. I don't really want to do that to my neighbour. They'll probably see me do it because they're there. Yeah. That's (laughs) a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well.
0: So word up to um, Luigi and Ben. They might be jetting down to see us from Scotland. Nice. Yeah. They want to... come down have a few beers in birmingham we'll show you the delights of birmingham yeah
1: yeah robots for eyes drinking team yeah <laughs>
0: yeah so if anyone's around we don't know when that's going to happen or if it's going to happen yet but if it does we'll let everybody know and if you want to i don't know join just us for
1: just a yeah it would be like a stag do wouldn't it yeah stag do that's what it'd be like they would be like what's going on is it a stag do no stag do lily asked about stag do oh she got a pebble by the way Oh yeah, I saw the picture. Yeah, I, I was thinking, what the hell is this about? First, I, you I thought, uh, yeah, I thought it was just a random picture tagged to us, like you know, just <laughs> someone trying to fuck with us. And then I was like, oh yeah, the pebble. Yeah, <laughs> I was getting a
0: bit nervous because I was like, she hasn't said anything, and it's it's been it's been gone a couple of weeks.
1: It should have got to her by now, but it turned up. And That's in America, is it? Yep. So, customs in America would have opened that and probably because they look through most things, don't they? And gone. Why the fuck is there a stone in there? Well, Did you leave a note? Yeah, I th- yeah. You should so. have said inside this stone is a load of crack cocaine. <laughs> 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 well, the woman at
0: the post office, because I'm going in quite a bit, like posting stickers mm. and, and stuff out to people. She's quite, She knows. She knows that. Uh, I think she knows that we do. We do a podcast because we put obviously the stickers on the front of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I gave her the, th- the box, and she she says, okay. And I said, send that to America. She's weighed it or whatever. She put the stickers on airmail. And she goes, she's feeling like a form out in the front. She goes, what's in it? I said, a pebble. And she just <laughs> <laughs> looked to me. I went, don't ask. <laughs> it is actually a pebble, yeah, it though. It's just a pebble. It's, it's just a bit of, bit of pebble from, yeah. from a, a castle. That's it, yeah. So the pebble's there. We've got some shout-outs, too. Quite a fucking lot of shout-outs as have well. One. Yeah. All an awful right. lot. So I'm
1: probably going to have a run at it now. Do you know what I'd do for a shout-out? I'd just go, shout-out to everyone in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: there <laughs> you go, then. There X. you go, then. Yeah. Go on. i are going to have a run of it. Bear with us. All right. So, Gary, David, Catherine, Gemma, Billy, Charles, Mark, Jess, Willie, big Willie, big Willie, Michelle, Tom, Shola, Jean, John, Jake, Jack Jones. There's Jack a lot James. of... There's fucking a bit of a tongue
1: twister there, isn't it? Isn't Jack Jones a, like a clothes brand? Yeah, it's the managing director of the clothing oh brand. Right okay. so... I thought so. Future sponsor. Yeah. Angel, Sharon, Abu, Callum, not
0: Callum Murphy, different Callum, but shout-out to Callum Murphy. I'll be speaking to you next week, so... Yeah. And Paul BCFC, Feather. Rob's not with that. <laughs> <laughs> Those who know, know. <laughs> Craig, Jack, Mark, Stefan... Big Con, Matthew, Cadge, Don, brilliant name. Kaj Red Dom. Claire, brilliant name. Another Mark. Katie. Woody Woodward. Woody Wood the Woodman. Wood
1: Woodward. Wood 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 Wood
0: Wood. Selena, Jacob, Michelle, Barry, Rob, Lee, Victoria, Nick, Philip, Daniel, Danielle, Lisa. <laughs> Is <Woody> I, what's <laughs> going on? Jessica, James, Andy, Paul, Lorraine, Victoria, Matthew, Charlotte, Kevin, Andy, Philip, Bob, Danny, Daniel, another one, Joe, Inga, Don, Danji. Chris, Sue, Carol, Nigel, Alexandra, Rupert, William, Jack, Helen, and John Remo. Uh,
1: that's <laughs> Not too many then this week. No, no, not too many shout-outs
0: there. I was going to split <laughs> it up, actually, but I thought, no, nah, fuck it. We'll Can just have you go
1: for their second names now? Well, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: instead of there being like 100 names, it turned out to be like fucking 200 plus. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. fuck that. Yeah. There's
1: no way I'm going to read all that out. So, yeah, if there's two Johns it, or two Marys or whatever we've said there, it's both here, yeah, you. Yeah, every, obviously. You, everybody there, that that's... If your name's one of those, it's, what, it's everyone who's called that name. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a seizure.
0: And big Simon Martin as well. Cheers, dude, for the kind words and the review. And special shout-out to Turkish Dave. Uh, he's just got on board through uh, the recommendation of Billy No Mate's Ben Wolfer. Oh, my God. So that actually proves that he has at least one friend.
1: Has he, or has he just hired a Turkish man called Dave Probably to be a friend for, just to say, you know, I'm your friend. <laughs> Put me on the radio station so everyone knows. You oh. can walk around going, I've got a mate. Yeah, yeah, here he is, look.
0: Just your or is he it, invisible,
1: my friend? Maybe he's is is so, a psychopath. Have you gone mad, Ben? Yeah, <laughs> and it's just a Turkish Dave. I want to know what Turkish Dave looks like. I I want to know why he's called Turkish Dave. Yeah, is he is he actually Turkish or does he work at a Turkish barber or does he look like a turkey? Does he I like don't know Turkish
0: delights. Yeah, just which are vile. Mm, yeah, I'm not happy about. T- have
1: you do you like them? Mm, no, not really. It's it. Kind of fools you. You look at it, you're eating it. It's not what you think it's going to be. Hmm. You, it's like you think it's going to be like some sort of chocolatey sort of thing, and it's just kind of not really. It's, and it's a block of garbage. Yeah. It's it kind of throws your senses. Don't like it. Nah, bullshits are
0: Turkish delights. Yeah. Thank you, Billy Dimmock, for the Patreon donation, pal. Big up, man. Nice yeah, one. Good um, work. Everybody else can do that as well. Just get us at patreoncom slash robots4eyes. Yeah. Uh, chuck us a buck. Also, last night. I saw that the um, the European Space Agency, they're launching a Mars rover in 2021, mm. and they want to name it, right? Like, you know, that boaty bo- boat face. Yeah, yeah. So they're asking for names, and I think everybody should get on this and do the same. I mean, <laughs> Robots for Eyes? Is this a robot a for a like
1: phenomenal name for a probe sent to yeah, Mars. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. That I tell you what, that would do a world of good for the podcast, wouldn't it? A little Robots bit. for Eyes podcast. Well, no, just, <laughs> no, just Robots for Eyes. Imagine that, the Robots for Eyes probe found yeah. life. <laughs> Fucking
0: That'd be yeah. Cool. yeah. You know what to do, people. Should okay. we do it? Should
1: bombard we, them. Should we... Um, you, I'm guessing, do you put it forward in a... Say yes or no, or is it get voted, or what do we know? Well, is it, is it like boat him at boatface?
0: I think. Well, no, they've lo- they got burnt by that, didn't they? they didn't Got they? burnt,
1: yeah, they got big time burnt because they, they thought it'd be good for everyone to name it, and then they, everyone, someone said boat him at boatface, and everyone pissed themselves. Went, yeah, we'll do that, yeah, and then they they backed out, didn't they? It's, I think it's called the David Sir David at- at- Attenborough, or something or yeah. other, and then. The lifeboats called Boaty Boat Face or something. Come on, you pussies. Yeah, you you said that. You were asking for... Did they not sit there in a meeting and go... Do you know we might get some silly names come through and they might get voted for? Yeah. They'd, that didn't even cross their minds. Yeah, clearly people who organise that had no idea what the internet was going to do. Yeah. When I heard that, they've said
0: there's a, like a research vessel that's been put on the internet and they're asking for people to name it. I was like, oh shit. I didn't even need to go any further. No. I was like, that is going to be some fucking crazy name.
1: What, what crazy name would you give it? What? The boat. If you could, not boat. Not boat face though. I think butting at boat faces, bang on. It is bang on. It should have been called cool. that. It won. It's it's like it's like winning the Olympic race, right? And going, do you know what? We don't like your name, actually. Yeah. It's racist. Is <laughs> how I see it. And 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 they and we'll put you into second now because we preferred the second one's name. What? You bastards. Yeah. No, sorry. We preferred the second one because he's. Uh, is I don't know the son of of someone famous or yeah. something.
0: Fuck off! Yeah, you wanted us to name it. We named it. Yeah. So everyone, get on the European Space Agency website or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know how or where you can name it. I actually just tweeted them. Um, so do the same and suggest robots for eyes because we are literally using robots for eyes on Mars. Yeah. So well, um, that's
1: that's it. That's
0: is the concept of it really. Yeah. And if life was found, it would be found through a robotic robot eyes. Yeah. So get Adam. Mm. Get Adam. Stickers available if you want them. Uh, just uh, review us and rate us and whatever. Take a screen grab on iTunes. It really helps on iTunes. We get a lot of people reviewing us on Facebook, um, but for some reason, I think that's because it's easier than going onto iTunes and doing all that bollocks and signing in. If you don't want to like sub- like give us a dollar or any- anything for Patreon at the moment, it's probably going to be more helpful if you do if you rev- uh, re- like just rate us on iTunes. Mm. So please do that, man. Yeah. If you're a supporter, that's uh, cool. Um, t-shirts, which I'm fucking currently wearing now. like a It looks good, man. It does. It looks proper. Yeah, it looks it proper. It kind of... um it doesn't look half fast
1: so so like the rest of the shit we do. Yeah, I know, yeah. And the podcast. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it looks good, man. It looks good. You, you can probably... Is that ready? That one can be ordered now as well? Yes. Because that's a new style, isn't it? Your yeah. Well, style. I just made it because I wanted it.
0: Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. So, um, yeah, if you look on the site on there, which is uh, robots dot com slash tmail or something like that, I'll put a link. up. F- yeah. Fucking should really know all this. Yeah. Really. Well, <laughs> mate, I,
1: I I don't know any of the links or anything. Just that's too too hence why I say just go and Google and type us in because yeah, you'll find it. I'm fucked otherwise. So no if, if
0: you want a t-shirt or anything that is not to your taste, that's on there. Just you know, we can tweak designs. We can make them for you uh it, it's no dramas it takes me 10 minutes to do so if you look on there and say i want that t-shirt in pink instead of white let me know yeah. and i'll sort it or if you want a different logo or logo moved bigger smaller if you want me to write robot size is the best ever ever on the front of it or some shit then we'll do that yeah we can do that we
2: like
1: white poos or something <laughs> yeah yeah robots Rise white writing on a white t-shirt don't
0: become an episode <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right, I think that's covered pretty much everything we need to do. Yeah. Uh, or has it, has it? I think it has. I
1: don't know. Yeah, I suppose so. Well there's no nothing else really uh, news-wise, is there? Nah. I can't think of. Nah. Professional Fucking. fuck, ain't we? we? can just say that Trump went to the UK. There we go. That's done. Uh,
0: end of that. Yeah. Uh, That'll cover it then. Yeah. It's fucking well.
1: Let's do it. Back in the room,
0: we're live. That's a fuck or bugger. Fuck. So, Roswell incident. Mm. The Roswell incident, mate. It's uh, it's what it's the bit like the biggest basically UFO. It's the most famous and known UFO event in the world, Uh, and it's basically an alleged crash of an extraterrestrial vehicle. It happened in the summer of 1947, like way out in the desert near Roswell, New Mexico. Actually, near a town called Corona, but um, Roswell's kind of, I think it was like more, had more amenities. Because we're talking like way back in the day here.
1: Maybe they're the ones who made the beer. If it landed by Corona, maybe that the aliens bring beer. Maybe
0: that's why they crashed. Maybe they're pissed. Well, yeah. I mean, we're going to discuss why, how and... They must
1: have <laughs> been pissed on Corona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I reckon.
0: But this is like, I mean, whether you believe it or not. You can might laugh at it or whatever, but it, it's if it happened, if this happened, then like reality is very different to how, you know, we've been led to believe it is. Now the reason why it gains so much notoriety for being the world's most famous and renowned UFO crash is for one reason only. It's a it's a pretty good fucking reason actually. It's because the US military announced publicly that in their words. We have recovered the wreckage from a crashed flying disc near Corona, New Mexico. They uh-huh. announced it promptly, changing their minds a couple of days later, claiming, "Oh, actually, we were wrong.
1: It's uh, it's debris from a from a weather balloon."
0: What? What? what?
1: Really? Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. How would how do you get confused from a disc and a weather balloon? It's different um, materials to start with. So. Well, you'd well, think, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's not gonna be made out of fucking foil like a. Like a like a, the disc ain't going be made out of foil. Wasn't could you it? imagine if an interstellar alien spacecraft was made out of foil? Made out of fucking Sainsbury's Basics tin foil. <laughs> yeah, it's some duct tape and <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they use to disguise Mate, it. That that would be better than anything really high powered and like you know like <laughs> something that no one's ever seen before. I go. I'm more impressed by you making that fly than yeah. than that stuff which I've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> you, know I mean? you got it from another star system basically using the tinfoil a tin bag. Tin bag and um bloody duct tape.
0: It's pretty fucking wild, isn't it? Yeah. So but in the 1970s the military actually went a little bit further, one step further in like uh, an attempt to to sort of really put the UFO crash to bed, actually saying it was um it wasn't really a, a weather balloon. It was actually a device used in Project Mogul, which was a top-secret surveillance program using microphones installed on balloons that were sent really high up in the atmosphere. And th- these microphones would pick up, like, signatures of atomic bomb blasts right. miles away. Now, they didn't say it at the time because it was secret. That's why they said it was a weather balloon. Right. They didn't want to say, oh, yes, yeah, it's top-secret shit. They just said, That's a, it's a weather balloon. Now, interestingly... The uh, the US 509 bombing squadron, which was at the time the, the world's first, uh, it was the world's first and only atomic bomb squadron. There was mm. no others like it in the world and they were responsible for the Hiroshima bomb and the Nagasaki bomb blasts. They operated out of Roswell Army Airfield. So it's very, very close to where this happened. It's basically in the same place and they also conducted... Um, Atomic weapons testing in the new Mexico Desert, like the Trinity test with the first blast, atomic okay. blast, that was done there. They you know, we covered that, I think it was episode uh, 55, I'm going to have a guess, the Manhattan Project, uh, but they were testing secret aircraft. So it's like uh, in that particular area of the world was um, probably the cutting edge of a lot of technology. Okay. So that could explain... The testing ground
1: for it all, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real high-end razor's edge of, of next-level shit was going down there. But it was crazy back then. Times were different. Now, people in Roswell and the surrounding areas in, like, towns and so around the New Mexico desert remembered seeing the horizon glow from atomic <laughs> detonations. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't, like... It m- weren't mega far away. They mm-hmm. could see them. I remember, like, listening to an interview with uh, Edgar Mitchell. I think it was Apollo... 14, national, and he he grew up in Roswell. And he says he remembers seeing the fucking horizon literally glowing like fire from the fucking bomb blasts. Fucking madness, isn't it? So, to me, a top-secret surveillance balloon operating high above the sky of Roswell, New Mexico, sounds not only plausible, but probable. Yeah. Uh, Except there's sort of, you know, many balloons were released each day. So... Why did this one cause a false alarm? Yeah, well, look, you I, would have I, thought that that multiple balloons going up a day, they would not be causing such
1: a stir with people. Well, with the pictures and stuff that I'm seeing and looking at, it just it does just look like foil, to be honest, on some sort of um, airtight sort of um, background. Do you know what I mean? Like a, like a, a fabric, frame. yeah. yeah. So I I think it probably is. It's it's something they've tested out, and it's for some reason they've said it's an alien thing. God knows why. It's probably probably something to do with um, Russia or something. So, so so Russia don't think that they're developing something, and then obviously that it's backfired. Yeah. yeah, it's backfired big time. Well, in-
0: interestingly, what you the. Pictures that everybody sees was in uh, that's the fella, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is not. It's that was in Fort Worth, Texas. We'll get onto that in a bit. Where they de- where they actually displayed the wreckage, but yeah. that is not. Apparently, I mean, of course, that's not the wreckage. No right, it okay. Was swapped. Okay, why would you do that? Because they didn't want to say that a, a, fu- a flying saucer had crashed. After they said it, they were like, "Shit, we got to fucking show something." Here's some foil. Make your minds up. And Come on.
1: wood. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: But in subsequent years after the, the supposed crash, many people struggle to understand how the military could mistake one of their own surveillance balloons for, uh, for an alien spacecraft.
1: They'd know it straight away, wouldn't they? You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah.
0: There's been a lot of witnesses who came forward sort of in later years, claiming that they were there at the time and saw some fucking really far out alien shit or they know people that were in the military who alluded to the uh, to the weather balloon being a cover up for a crash. Now, it's, right. it's, 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 I'll say it a few times just to keep... So it's at the forefront of your mind, but it's important to remember the reason why the crashed alien uh, story is has persisted over the years is because the military... They said it was. Yeah. If they hadn't said anything, this wouldn't have occurred. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you say, did they say, did they do this because it was a good cover story protecting the secrecy of Project uh, Mogul? Maybe a Mogul did go down and they didn't want to announce that it, it was one of these surveillance balloons because now the enemy would know.
1: Yeah. Well, how, how, I'm just looking at the pictures again while you're talking there. It looks like, you know, when people get cold and they've, uh, been like chucked into the sea or whatever, falling in. They they put that sort of tinfoil blanket thing around yeah, it. it. it looks like that. Yeah, That's does. what it looks like. That's probably the best way of describing it for people.
0: Because the wreckage that we're going to go into detail and describe later on is is not that. It d- doesn't bear any resemblance to that.
1: Okay. This is not what was found. No. If you believe it. Okay. You know, it, it was apparently swapped. So I'm just so I'm just peeping at the pictures as we as you're talking. Yeah, so absolutely, of course, cool, man. Yeah, yeah so to get, um, trying to get a grasp and an idea and you also got to remember though
0: if, if a lot of people believe in something it gains momentum even if it doesn't really have any basis in in reality i mean look at flat earth people believe that yeah it's a fucking
1: thing now yeah it, it seems to be making a comeback that people yeah. seem to think it is a flat earth but so it just co- clearly shows that there's more fuckwits in the world than uh, <laughs> than we <before>. thought yeah <laughs> you know, I, mean, I know, it's fucking crazy it yeah. is it's not it
0: but i use that as an example because it, it you know it shows that If enough people believe in something, it gets legs, and then it persists, and you can get a following, and then you get these die-hard fucking believers. Yeah. So this could have been, it could just be that man. It could be.
1: Do you know what I'd say to those flat Earth people? The simplest thing. I go, just look at the moon. Yeah. Just look at the moon. Oh, the moon's flat. And the stars.
0: Yeah. I know it's not. It's not fucking. It's like (laughs) it's not a. It doesn't. They. They. There is a stupid um reason why the moon is is not a, is not it's not spherical there there's reasons for everything mate they just make up shit <laughs> i know it's, I know it's bollocks well, mate. They,
1: they don't believe in gravity they reckon it's just a mass weight and and it just automatically falls but that kind of defies well, you, it? you can't do that on like fucking uh, you know on on mars or something you know what i mean it's different so W- there Don't is make... this, there is some sort of force which is keeping it anything at any mass on that planet to where it is you know what I mean I think if that's... you go to the moon you can obviously hit a golf ball a lot further yeah. there's a reason for that Yeah, yeah. it's the same mass the ball it's just hasn't, doesn't have a fucking gravi- gravitational pull yeah. really it's got yeah. less than
0: so the, but they, don't they say that, like, the Earth is a disk, and the reason why we're able to stand on it, because gravity's fake, is because the disk is rushing upwards? Apparently
1: so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's it's <laughs> yeah, it's keeping us down. yes, keeping us on it. And what force is pushing this disk upwards? Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing a big fan. I bet if you could look underneath the flat like, Earth, there's a massive fuck-off fan there. It's bullshit, Probably mate. made by, like, Costco or something like that. Yeah, probably. You I know what imagine, I mean? Yeah. You can get good fans from Costco, so I imagine it's probably one of those. I, I don't up.
0: see why not that's equally as plausible <laughs> as <Yeah>. as <laughs> an as a flat earth yeah so uh, before we go any further i think we need to mention uh, a a sighting by a pilot called kenneth arnold mm. uh, a lot of people regard his encounter and what he saw as as the first ufo sighting it wasn't whatever these things are whether they're alien or like you know a, an atmospheric phenomenon that we don't understand mm-hmm. balloons or an artifact of our mind or complete bullshit whatever they are they've been cited for thousands of years ever since people existed and had the ability to like draw pictures or write shit down you know there's cave paintings that seem to depict weird things in the sky and 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 and
1: figures but come on man probably don't read into that too much that's what i say It's, it's probably another thing isn't it another theory if it l- the UFO looks like a cow, it's probably a cow in the distance, and they've just put it a pie or something. Yeah, yeah, they don't <laughs> know
0: perspective. Yeah, that's why it's up in the sky.
1: Yeah, who knows? Who knows?
0: So Kenneth Arnold's sighting is important because it occurred a matter of days, if not exactly the same time as a supposed crash at uh, at Roswell, leading leading some people to to connect the two events. Now, this is what happened. All right, Kenneth, I'm going to call him Ken, Big Ken. He was on his Jack Jones, flying a two-seater, single-engined aircraft on a on a business trip to somewhere'sville, Washington. Uh, this was on the on June the twenty-fourth, nineteen forty-seven. Now the conditions were clear; uh, it was fucking a brilliant day for flying. He was about nine thousand foot in altitude near Mount Rainier. Now he'd actually taken a slight detour from his initial flight path because he wanted to have a look for a downed military plane okay, because the military put like a five grand reward out for you know to, to find, find it, its location, okay. so he's, like, fuck it, I'll have a little whiz over here yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and see what I can find uh anyway he uh, he diverted off his path and then regained his orig- original flight path and he saw a flash like a in the distance ahead of him and to the left he said it was like sunlight reflecting off of a mirror okay now he's thinking shit there's a another aircraft out there, yeah because this is like nineteen forty seven you know, the instrumentation on aircraft is not what it is today. So you have to literally like look out for each other. So he scanned the skies and the only aircraft that he could see was a, a DC 10 and that was behind him and to the left and about 15 mile away. So he's like, it's not that because this thing was in front of me. Yeah. yeah. A minute later, he sees a series of flashes off again to the front and left and homed in on their direction. Now, he actually wound down the window of his plane <laughs> and stuck his head out the window to like rule out reflections on the on the glass. Right. Okay. <laughs> and he even
1: <laughs> rolled his plane from left to right to try and see sort if of that makes it flashing or whatever because yeah, of yeah. the angle that he's at maybe. Yeah. And, and the sunlight and all that shit. He got nothing. Yeah.
0: So after he stopped fucking about with his plane and sticking his head out the window, uh, he, he was able to sort of spot them. After he's kept himself at his, you know a correct heading and level, mm. and he saw nine objects flying fast as fuck in a diagonal step-down echelon
1: formation. So it's one at the
0: front, and they just sort of step down behind yeah,
1: Like like uh, you see like the doves and um, uh, things like that. Sort of, Swan, yeah, yeah. not swans. Yeah, uh, that's you know it. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. With that V formation. No, not, no. A v,
0: not a V. It's like a line. Oh, right, okay. That's how, well, that's what I I think it is. I'm okay. probably wrong. Everyone's probably screaming at me now. But I think it's like a line with the fr- one at the front and then it's sort of stepping down behind okay. it. Okay. Um, he said it looked like a chain in the sky, which is interesting. Mm. He said they were silver and he had nothing c- to compare them to because of this distance. And, and he'd never seen flight characteristics like this before. He said that they actually looked like saucers skipping on water. Like, you know, like when you chuckle like okay, a stone yeah, yeah. and it goes and it skims. He didn't say they looked like saucers. He said that they. He was just describing their motion through the yeah. sky. It was like it was
1: source, yeah, you know, like skipping. Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: But the press went with that, and that's where the term flying saucer came from. Oh right, okay. So that's
1: the first real sort of um, um, label of it. Yeah, and oh, it okay. was
0: completely wrong. He wasn't saying that they were. They didn't look like saucers. No, he He's said it was the way they were flying. Yeah, it looked like skipping. Yeah. Uh, in regards to the shape, he actually said that they were half moon shaped objects, almost like a almost like a boomerang, but sort of thicker in the middle. Yeah. He said they were thin in like dimension uh, width ways Um, and sort of using some crazy sort of pilot magic. He was able, like using references to known objects. Like there was two mountains, Mount Adams and Mount Rainier, I believe. Uh, He was able to judge their size and he worked out they were about, each of them were about 85 metres in width, which is fucking massive. Yeah. 85 is enormous. 85 metres, yeah. Especially back then. That's yeah. That's fucking huge. Yeah. So th- actually, the um, the air force confirmed Big Ken's measurements when he p- brought his mass down and showed them after he reported it. They were about twenty three mile away from him, and he knew this obviously because of the you know the, the land point like references like the tops of the mountains. And they were they covered a distance between uh, Mount Adams and Mount Rainier, which is seventy six kilometers. They did this in one minute and forty two seconds, which equates to about 1,650 mile an hour or 2,660 kilometers an hour. That's faster than anything we had at the time. Mm, Definitely. Really fucking fast. And they didn't fly in a straight line either. They weaved from side to side and darted into valleys. They would also flip on their side in unison as if they were controlled as one. Okay. like All at the same time. Yeah. Simultaneously, they just go flip onto the side. He'd never seen anything like it. He initially thought that it was a formation of sort of top-secret Air Force jets because that area up uh, there, yeah, man, it's out in the mountains. They're gonna, That's where you're going to test shit. It's yeah, remote. Yeah. So we reported what he, he saw to the Air Force saying, you know, I think um this is one of yours. And he described it. And they were like, nah, bruv, that ain't us, man. Yeah. We ain't got a clue what that is. And they were, unsurprisingly, very interested. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember World War Two had just en- ended and people were, Edgy as fuck, still. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. At the time of Big Ken sighting, there was a dude called Fred Johnson, and he was on Mount Adams the same time that Big Ken was flying in the sky. And it sounds, a, it sounds like a made up name to me, Fred Johnson. It's or a good name,
1: or a slang for penis? It's, it's, yeah, it's a Fred Johnson. Yeah, get on you know Fred mean? Johnson out. Got kicked into Fred Johnson last night. It just, it's, it's a very, it sounds very American. That anyway, to me, Fred Johnson. Yeah. If someone said <coughs> what, where's that name from, I'd probably go America. Fred Johnston.
0: It's gonna, I'm going to call my cop Fred Johnston from now on. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he says he saw them at the same time. Uh, he reported his sight independently of Ken, which is important. He didn't know that they were, they were completely unaware of each other's sightings until after the fact. Now, Fred said that they were round and tapered, like sh- sharply to a point in the head, and they were oval in shape. He, f- he had a telescope with him. Mm. on the mountain. I think he was like prospecting for minerals or some shit. I, c- I can't remember what it was. Right. But he had a scope with him and he w- he was able to look at them through that. So he got a real fucking... I mean, he was like, nah, no, 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 Yeah, yeah. That's something weird, that it's is. What weird way? shit
1: going on here, yeah.
0: And there were also rep- reports coming from around the country and the surrounding areas. And in, s- in subsequent days and uh, weeks afterwards, people saw shit in the sky, including people in New Mexico. Stuff was being seen everywhere, apparently. Lots Mm. of formations of disks were being reported, travelling at immense speeds, stopping immediately in the sky before flying off vertically into space. Bright lights were seen, and it was discovered years later that even the military were picking shit up on radar, moving through their skies and their airspace Mm. at rapid speeds. It could have been hysteria, I mean, this is sort of broke out. This is when the UFO, you know, flying saucer fever really stuck. But the military was monitoring them and were extremely concerned. They knew that whatever these things were, they didn't own them. Yeah. I mean, you've got to think as well, man. Foo Fighters in World War Two, not the band, because Dave Grohl's not that old. Yes, yeah, I say, yeah. But Foo Fighters <laughs> were routinely s- seen around aircraft. We didn't know what the fuck they were. No. We thought that they were german weapons germans thought they were our weapons we thought they were japanese weapons they thought they were ours
1: everyone was pointing at everyone going that's yours going, it ain't ours it's yours
0: yeah so this shit was real that obviously got to bear that in mind they were aware of this stuff having been a reality at least a few years early Uh, and the us was top dog regarding high-end technology at the time because they did an operation called Operation Paperclip after World War II where they grabbed all the top Nazi brains, brought them back to to America and helped them to, you know, design shit and they brought their technology with it. You know, this is at the end of World War II and I'm sure sure the the Soviets didn't have flying machines as described like this. And obviously this was all reported and people were going fucking nuts, man. They were thinking they were going to get finger blasted by aliens. (laughs) They didn't know what the fuck was going on. But Big Ken... He said that it looked like a chain in the sky. Now, I've seen images of balloons carrying radar reflectors suspended underneath. You can Google that. It, no. Right. They It looks like a chain. Okay. And they're silver, and they reflect light. That could explain what he saw, except balloons don't travel at 1,600 mile an hour. Yeah. Unless they're in some fucking mad wind. I don't even think that's even possible. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, wind moving twice the speed of sound. Maybe mm. more. Yeah, right. it's a strange one isn't it yeah. could it be he d- he saw um, the weather balloons and and then made up the speed part maybe he just got his mathematics wrong and it looked like it was travelling really fast and it might not have been
0: yeah. I don't know it's a strange one maybe he thought they were 85 meters wide each and a long long way away and maybe they were very very small but closer so yeah. it looked like they were moving quicker yeah. but they weren't I don't know who knows I don't know but um a few thousand miles away, south in uh Roswell, New Mexico, a couple of weeks later, a dude called William Mac Brazzle stumbled on a large what he referred to as debris field uh, It's actually like I say it's found closer to a town called Corona, which is about thirty miles from Roswell mm. Now, the night before now we're talking somewhere between the fourth and the eighth of July It's difficult to get. The date's exactly right until the military turn up, because then it's all documented. But there'd been an intense electrical storm, like really, really fucking powerful. Now, Brazel and his neighbour's son, who was working with him on the farm, headed out the next day after the storm to survey any potential damage that had occurred in the previous nights.
1: Yeah, because it was so hardcore.
0: Yeah, man. And he was keen to look around the ranch, because whilst the storm was raging... Uh, Matt Brazzle said he heard, and many other people as well said that they heard this—a f- a f- a huge fuck-off explosion that was not thunder. Yeah, more like a uh, more like a bomb blast. Now I suppose they're familiar to what explosions sound yeah, like if, if they you can
1: see it on a fucking hill, basically testing nuclear bombs yeah, yeah. not
0: far away from them. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, the pair headed out, and they they stumbled on this this massive debris field strewn out over a large area. Uh, the, the measurements were sort of, a, it was approximately three quarters of a mile long and a few hundred feet in width. There was no crater found because allegedly this uh, this craft, whatever it was, was light as fuck. We find this out in the in the materials, that, you know, the recovered metals, they were mm. extremely light. Yeah. So it just disintegrated when it hit the floor and just spread out, very little disturbance in the ground. And he said that the materials that were lying around were so, like he'd never seen them before, mm. which is not hard. In 1947, no. you could show him a plastic bag and you'd be like, what the fuck's that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he actually talked about liquid metals, okay. things that you could pick up and it would like melt, which, which I had a look at this, like metals that turn from a solid into a liquid in your hands. Gallium does that. Its melting point is is well, it's about thirty seven right. forty degrees. So okay. you can hold it in your hand and it turns from a solid to. It's pretty fucking cool, man. Look at that on YouTube. So I don't know, man. Is that what he saw? Who fucking knows? And um, also, the kid he was with, yeah, was panicked to fuck. Apparently, he was shitting himself. Proper. Y- yeah, yeah. For the rest of his life, he would not talk about what he saw. He was just terrified. People wanted to speak to him to confirm what Brazel had said, but he was having none of it. He was traumatized to fuck. But we'll go into what it looks like later. Mm. Anyway, Mac Mac Brazel gathers some of this metal up, and he headed back into the town to report this fucking weird wreckage to uh, a guy called Sheriff George Wilcox at the county sheriff's office. He says he did this. The only reason why he did it was it was getting in the way of the ranch operations. Apparently, like, his sheep and cattle or whatever the fuck was out there refused to, like, cross over the debris field. They just wouldn't go near it. So he's thinking, I've got to get Somebody out. Of it. Yeah, yeah. to move this because it's fucking massive, the area that it covered, and yeah. it, this fucking creature isn't moving around over it. How am I going to kill them and eat them if they're not fucking coming over here? Yeah, yeah. It was massive. If it wasn't for his cattle playing up, he probably would have left it where it was or gradually took it to a local scrap man. Could you imagine turning up? To like with a battered UFO in your truck. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. If it Actually, it is a real UFO, it's just battered. Yeah. It's like, what you got? Um, it, uh, a bit of copper, maybe. Yeah. Um, Melts in your hand though, so it could be something else, you know. I'd, 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 you're gonna have to test it. <laughs> I love that the idea of him taking a UFO to the scrapyard. It's, it's, it two, it two quid a kilo, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's just, just tat it in,
0: yeah. But it only weighed a gram, yeah, yeah. it's light as fuck. <laughs> tat it in, he would have scrapped in a UFO and got about 50p for it, yeah, it yeah. yeah, so little. <laughs> Getting
1: good old Taroni on it, yeah. <laughs> it yeah,
0: and it's mad, man. Because if you if we try to reproduce, let's just say this is like an interpancher interstellar craft of some sort or mm. at least a scout ship from another craft which may be bigger lurking somewhere out behind the moon mm. if you really want to go into crazy tinfoil hat if we tried to reproduce that ufo it would cost more than the entire planet's economy combined it would be trillions and trillions and trillions man because we can't do that no. now and he was just going to scrap it in <laughs> imagine that yeah 50 quid love it <laughs> so Sheriff Wilcox spoke to uh, to Matt Brazel, um, he said uh, he actually spoke to me in confidence he said that, you know, we've heard the explosion and now we've found this weird metal shit scattered about everywhere something odd seems to have fallen out of the sky and also the sheriff had heard the explosion and it had been reported to him via other people as well I Was like, do you hear that fucking random bang in the night that wasn't thunder mm. uh, now Wilcox, the sheriff, said that Mac Brazel was so sincere that he didn't doubt him, and obviously, you know that explosion was in the forefront of his mind. Yeah, yeah. He d- he was aware of Kenneth Arnold's sighting, you know, a couple of weeks of previous. So he reported what Mac told him to the United States Air Force station, which was um, located at the Roswell Army Airfield. Now the military were totally unaware of anything happening, okay, so which is insane. Yeah, I mean they're testing atomic weapons. They didn't know, yeah. You'd think they'd have next-level radar. And aren't these balloons, these mogul balloons, supposed to have microphones suspended underneath them to pick up bomb blasts? And they didn't hear this massive explosion. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or did they, and they just ignored it because they knew what it was? Maybe. Who knows? Um, so, uh, yeah, they promptly sent a, a couple of military dudes over to, uh, to Matt Brazzle's ranch so they could be escorted to the crash site. And I mean promptly. They did it that day. They didn't waste any time. Yeah. You know, they, I think they thought it might have been an aircraft crash that they weren't aware of. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: some top craft or something. Could have been yeah. a spy ship or yeah. something. I don't know. That's it, yeah. Trying to get the info and find out what it is and take what they can, yeah. Yeah, we need to lo- lock
0: it down and figure yeah. out what the fuck went, what happened. Major Jesse Marcel and uh, Captain Sheridan Cavett, they arrived at the ranch that afternoon. They spoke to him about what he'd found And decided, you know, it had enough substance behind it that it was worth taking a visit out to the crash field. Because if he was saying, "Oh, it's this, this, and this," They were like, that's just a fucking, you know, whatever, man. It's a bit of old wreckage. But because he was was describing some odd shit, they were like, let's head out then. Um, We're going to grab some back and and bring some material so we can have a look at it and find out what the fuck it is. But his ranch was so fucking big. I mean, this place is enormous. The areas of land are vast. They had to spend the night out in the wilderness in sleeping bags. Yeah, It's one hell
1: of a ranch, Dan.
0: Yeah, it's fucking, yeah. I love sleeping bags. I do. Yeah. I haven't slept in a sleeping bag in ages. (laughs) fucking love them. And N- sofa forts. <laughs> you know, like sofa dens where you tip them. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> <sighs> sleeping bags and
1: sofa dens. I've oh, got a den kit. You've you got make, a den kit? You make a den, yeah.
0: What, what does that consist of? Foil and Pol- uh,
1: Poles. <laughs> um, and brown sort of like joints with holes in so you can make like, can make like crazy ass dens against everything. Sounds like you've got a crashed UFO mate yeah. instead probably of probably a den, den kit. have like got Roswell in the in front room. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well that's essentially what they showed. Yeah yeah. A den kit. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So the three dudes spent the whole next day uh, this date's easier to pin down because the military recorded it because they sent two top guys out and this was on the 7th of July. Now they surveyed the wreckage collected whatever debris they could uh, and then headed back that night. Now Major Jesse Marcel actually stopped off at his house on the way home, on the way back to the base, with basically a smashed-up UFO in the trunk of his car.
1: Um, I fucking love that. You know what I mean? I really want it to be true. Yeah, yeah. I hope it is, because it's just like... It's just like a no-messing situation. It's like, yeah, I've got a bit of a UFO in the back of my car. Yeah, have a look at this. Yeah, yeah. It's part of a spaceship. What? You go to 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 tat yard of it. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: did this because he wanted to show his um family, like his wife and his son, the wreckage and like the material strange properties because he knew that this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and yeah. it would probably all just disappear away to some sort of, you know, military research.
1: base somewhere,
0: yeah, just researching on it and whatnot. Like, you'd never see it again. Now his son recalls that night well incidentally his son, Doctor Jesse Marcel Junior I don't know why you name your children after yourself. I've never understood that anyway. He's a decorated military flight surgeon, so this isn't like some donut, you know what I mean? He's not some bloke picking his nose and yeah. his ass drinking moonshine staring yeah. at the sky in the <laughs> desert. With a shotgun on his uh, <laughs> yeah. on his
1: little uh, rocking chair. That's <laughs> That's on his wo- wo- wooden porch with uh, <laughs> with his with his uh his uh Front part of his land's all dead. It's just open. Yeah. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you're on about. Yeah, like
0: wrecked up cars, rusting Yeah, away. I'll get off my land. <laughs> yeah, he's not one of them, man. No.
1: He's uh, he's a
0: proper dude. Now he served on navy vessels during the Cuban Missile Crisis. He served in Iraq. He was appointed state surgeon for the state of Montana. He's done loads of badass stuff and he's a respected dude. That's what makes his story interesting and compelling. Now we'll cover in more detail uh later on what he actually um describes but yep. do a little bit now it says that the wreckage included pieces of metal that when you screwed it up it would just uh, let go of it it would like spring back and expand back to its shape so if you got like tin tinfoil and screwed it into a ball imagine it then just open itself back up again some sort of like memory metal yeah you said it was very tough ha- and uh, you know you couldn't you couldn't rip or break it which is funny because... You
1: can crimp crimp it into a ball.
0: And it was being ripped and broken in the crash. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, whatever. He also described,
0: like, metallic eye beams like, support structures, only thin, and they were almost weightless. He couldn't really feel them. And they had what he said were, like, hieroglyphic-type symbols etched in, like, a purple or a violet into the metal, like, engraved into it. He also describes, like, a metallic wood-type substance, which was again so light that it almost weighed and nothing. Wood, I know, yeah, weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It would be fucking weird if it's come from Alpha Centauri. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, the 8th of July, 1947, when the wreckage was taken to Roswell Army Airfield, Lut- and Lieutenant Walter G. Holt, who was the Roswell Air Base Public Information Officer, he was instructed by his superior. This is where it gets interesting. His superior, uh, Colonel William Blancher, he was the commander, the commanding officer of the base. He was like the top don, basically. He told he told uh, Walter G. Hart to issue a an official army press release stating that a flying disc had been recovered by the military. And this is where the whole UFO alien crash shit stems from. They told us it was a fucking alien. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now the this is the military's press release in their own words. It says, the many rumours regarding the flying discs have become a reality yesterday when the intelligence officer of the 509 bomb group of the 8th Air Force Roswell Army Airfield was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers and the sheriff's office of Chavs County. Mm. The object landed on a ranch near Roswell sometime last week. Not having phone facilities, the rancher stored the disc until such time as he was able to contact the sheriff's office, who in turn notified Major Jesse A. Marcel of the 509 Bomb Group Intelligence Office. Action was immediately taken and the disc was picked up at the rancher's home. It was inspected at the Roswell Army Airfield and subsequently loaned by Major Marcel to higher headquarters Marcel has been instructed to fly the disc in an aircraft to Fort Worth for future inspection. What? Could you imagine reading or hearing that? I know, yeah. That's fucking mental.
1: It is crazy, isn't it? It's from, from the military as well, and you're thinking, hmm, what's this? Yeah.
0: No fucking wonder people thought it was alien. Yeah, yeah. And the, o- the world's only atomic weapons division said we have an alien ship. Mm. They were the top dons, man. They invented the atomic bomb, yeah. the highest level of technology available. You know, you've
1: got someone like that saying that, right, it, it'd be the biggest, biggest fuck-up from their point of view if it was a weather balloon. Do you know what I mean? They'd be, like, that, they'd look imba- they'd be embarrassed. How, how could they mistake it? No, exactly. Do you know what I mean? These are the guys
0: that make wet, like atomic weapons, and you're telling me that you, you can't tell the difference between a balloon yeah, and a, f- and f- a f- fucking f- craft that can manipulate space so. and time. yeah, yeah. Okay, now the details are slightly different too. They actually said it landed. Now everybody went nuts because this info was in the public domain. Now news stations jumped on it like motherfuckers and started transmitting all the information they could. Now what we're going to do here, we're going to play the actual radio transmitted broadcast that they sent out to the world after the announcement announcement on the uh, the eighth of July. And this is the clip. We'll play it now.
2: Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Army officers say the missile found sometime last week has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico, and sent to Wright Field, Ohio, for further inspection. Late this afternoon, a bulletin from New Mexico suggested that the widely publicized mystery of the flying saucers may soon be solved. Army Air Force officers reported that one of the strange disks had been found and inspected sometime last week. Our correspondents in Los Angeles and Chicago have been in contact with Army officials endeavoring to obtain all possible late information. Joe Wilson reports to us now from Chicago. The Army may be getting to the bottom of all this talk about the so-called flying saucers. As a matter of fact, the 509th Atomic Bomb Group headquarters at Roswell, New Mexico, reports that it has received one of the disks which landed on a ranch outside Roswell. The disc landed at a ranch at Corona, New Mexico, and the rancher turned it over to the Air Force. Rancher W.W. W. Brezel was the man who discovered the offer. Colonel William Blanchard of the Roswell Air Base refuses to give details of what the flying disc looks like. In Fort Worth, Texas, where the object was first sent, Brigadier General Roger Ramey says that it is being shipped by air to the AAF Research Center at Wright Field, Ohio. A few moments ago, I talked to officials at Wright Field, and they declared that they expect the so-called flying saucer to be delivered there, but that it hasn't arrived as yet.
1: Yeah, cool. That was weird. So didn't yeah, it? it's a good press release, isn't it? As in, mm. you know, from from their point of view, saying that it's a missile. What well, they did say, and then, uh, then, uh, then a, a one of the sources. So it sounds like to me, there's more. Yeah, and they also said it landed. Yeah,
0: they didn't say anything about a crash. No, so. That adds more weight. People are going, Do you see it? it's a conspiracy? It's definitely not a weather balloon because this thing fucking landed. Apparently so.
1: That's what they said. Yeah. yeah. So, is it, com- it been hearsay as in the way the story is that it actually crashed? Maybe it didn't crash. Maybe. Something landed or maybe it was a missile I don't know. Yeah. Who knows if that if the radio had all the details. Who knows if
0: the military had all the details yeah. at that point. But almost immediately after that army press release and that radio broadcast notifying the world had begun, the military shut that shit down and changed their mind. Now we go higher up in the uh, in the military ranks now because Brigadier General Roger Ramey, who was Colonel William Blanchard, who was the commanding officer of, of mm. officer of Roswell Air Base, you know, the duty released the statement. He held a press conference in Fort Worth, Texas, where he displayed what the wreckage from, from a weather balloon. He, d- he showed the photographers and you know the, everybody that was there, yep. claiming this is what was found on on the ranch, saying you know, sorry guys, our bad. We got it wrong. We made a mistake. It's a balloon. That's all it was. It's not an interplanetary alien ship.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> not a saucer.
0: Yeah, yeah. He didn't say it was an atomic weapons surveillance balloon, though, from Project Mogul. He didn't say that no. at all, because that was still top secret ship. Now, the wreckage displayed, as you, you pointed out, clearly
1: is, is not a fucking alien ship. No, it's, it's, ta- it's like cheap. Like, it, looks, it looks like the foil blankets people get when they're... Oh, so when they've been pulled out of a river or something. That's what it looks like. It's just like tinfoil and string and like yeah.
0: borsal wood. And that's the thing that people draw attention to because how could two high-ranking military men, Major Marcel and Captain Sheridan, who both flew planes, how could they confuse? How could they fuck it up that much? You know, an interstellar ship or craft that potentially travels through dimensions mm. and bends space and time with a pile of wooden foil? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, Seems unlikely, Anyway, the public believed it and asked no questions. There were doubts, but they were like, nah, fuck it. Let's go milk cows and drink moonshine. Let's yeah. fucking just get on with it. We've got no time for it, this alien bullshit. And it just sort of faded away. Now, the public trusted the military and the governments back then mm. a lot more than they do today. And it just sort of just disappeared away. And yeah, no one yeah. really thought everyone got carried on with their lives. Yeah. Until a few years later, I think this is around the 1970s, where a nuclear physicist called Stanton Friedman, and he's an annoying UFO, what they call him, UFO, UFO, ufologists? He's yeah, one of them. One. Yeah. Well, he started asking locals I- in Roswell questions after hearing rumors about alien bodies and UFOs. Have you ever seen him talk? Big stand man. Is he the one with the mental hair? Yeah, glassy.
1: No, no, not him. You're thinking of ancient aliens. What's yeah. that? He's George. a dick. Yeah, no, he's I a proper dick. I can't watch that program. Yeah, it could have been. No, it wasn't that, <laughs> yeah. mate. Before you even start, it wasn't that. It's the most outlandish theory ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he he may as well be a flat Earth man. Well, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll put, I'm sure he probably fucking is. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. mm, I don't know. I probably do know his face, but I can't put it put it in my head to that. He says
0: the same thing an awful lot. Um, but yeah, he he basically lit the Roswell incident of like a motherfucker point, right. match the petrol and this is where most of the details, like the really juicy details, start to appear thanks to, you know, his research. A different picture emerged, which completely contradicts what the public were told. But not totally, because they were told it was a fucking alien ship. Mm. So it's not completely contradictory. No. It just contradicts what the military said afterwards. Mm. Um, so I'm not saying I believe any of what we're about to go through, because it's fucking crazy. Yeah. But you've got to make up your own mind. And I'll, again, the only reason why we think this is alien is because the military said it was alien. Yeah. Why would they do this? Probably to cover up top secret mogul balloons, you know, UFOs are the talk of the nation, and it feared, you know what I mean? Anyway, they changed their mind after realising that potentially announcing that it was, this is what I think, if they announced that it was an alien disc and the Soviets thought that they now were in possession of a downed alien craft and knowing they also had atomic weapons, it may have attracted unwanted attention from the Reds, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Soviets... What would they do if they really, really suspected that America had alien technology, like a full-on war to obtain that? Could have happened. Yeah. They definitely have people trying to get the info on it. Yeah. There'd be no doubt about that. Absolutely. Because at presently, we're going like a couple of days after the crash, the Soviets are like, what? You've got a dick? You've got a fucking one of these things. Well, you haven't back-engineered it yet, if that's even possible. Mm. If we can get hold of that before you can figure out how it works, we can use that to our advantage against you. Yeah. I also find it doubtful that an alien intelligence, capable of travelling from another star system or galaxy, potentially traversing dimensions, you know, to come over huge, come overcome huge distances of space, would crash like a fucking rookie in a cow field. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me.
1: Maybe I had too many to drink.
0: <laughs> yeah, that Corona. Yeah,
1: that like Corona. If it, was if it wasn't far from there, so he could have got in, <laughs> and that was where he crashed. And also, if they did, why? If they did crash, why didn't they come and retrieve the wreckage?
0: You know what I mean? They would have known we'd be on that like flies and shit. Mm. And look what that look what the US did when they crashed that helicopter in Osama bin Laden's garden. They blew that fucker
1: to pieces. Yeah, they did well there, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's that's how you become sly to get into the building. You crash your helicopter in the garden and you blow it up and you go, Right, should we get him now? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon he do you reckon he heard that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he might have done with this, fuck all he can do about it now, yeah. Or maybe, like, if the um, if you look at like the fire out end of the, the you know, the idea that it is alien, did they not care about collecting it because it'd be like dropping an iPhone into like an ant's nest, you know. They're never going to figure out what the fuck this is. Mm. It's going to take them. They've got to evolve before they can actually understand what this is. You know what I mean? It's yeah. millions of years potentially
1: ahead of us, technologically speaking. The thing is, if we were going onto another planet ourselves and one crashed, do you think we would go and retrieve it? Depending what it is, if it's a drone, not now. and there's no person in it, well, we then didn't... would we have gone and would we bother going to get it? We would kind of leave shit on Mars, don't we? So, and like, the moon, so...
0: Yeah, we do crash shit into planets. Yeah, so...
1: Could it be something like that? Could it... They're not bothered because they're doing the same sort of shit as we
0: are. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but... Yeah, but... This is nothing from our own star system. It's something from elsewhere. Mm. So I think that they could... If they could get here... They would, though. Could or would... I would imagine that if they really gave a fuck about us as an independent species, yeah, you'd come and scoop up your wreckage because you mm. you basically just... Well, you're not giving us a leg up, but you're blowing our minds with technology. And we just evaporated hundreds of thousands of people with atomic weapons. Yeah. And f- now we've got a fucking interplan- interest, interstellar ship. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking nuts, isn't it? Yeah. So um, I think what we should do now is play a tune and then when we come back we're gonna talk about what some of the military people have said and some fucking crazy crazy descriptions and uh yeah man yeah
1: let's do, do it, it.
0: What has been revealed by military personnel over the years, witnesses, and people who were there. Many told what they knew on their deathbeds. There are hundreds of people, actually, that have have come forward and and spoke. So you can't cover it all. So Mm. if you're interested, go and take a look for yourselves. And some of these people are dubious. I, I, I don't necessarily believe any of this. Because some of the shit that we're about to go through is outrageous. It's just weird. Yeah, so mental. It's it's like that. Yeah. So in the press conference that was held by Brigadier General Roger Ramey in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, that displayed that balloon wreckage to the to the press, Ramey's photographed with the, the debris all around him, calling it like a mistake. Uh, and he was actually holding a piece of paper in his hand mm. and on one had some text that was facing out to the photographers now at the time until recently the text has been too small to you know to decipher but now we have the technology to read it and not all could be seen but what is revealed if you believe it is interesting and contains the following sentences it says um, that a disc is new find mm-hmm. victims of wreck. Operation at Ranch, forwarded to Fort Worth, Texas. It's really hit and miss, mate. It's open to interpretation. It also says uh, aviators in disc victims will ship. It's been speculated that Roger uh, Ramy did this on purpose in a, in an attempt to have the details, you know, in plain sight. I don't think that if you if that is actually what is on that that piece of paper you wouldn't accidentally have that facing out to the fucking world's press. You know what I mean? Mm. What's your thoughts on that? Do you think that could be true? Or do you reckon that's... I mean, I looked at the pictures, and it is hard to fucking read
1: that, Mm. even when it's been uh, blown up. I don't know. It's, um... The problem is... Could it be that it, it was like a weather balloon or whatever, and the officers just think we could try and make something out of this, and... You know, just personal officers trying to... But would they do that against the military and make up their own shit? Nah. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's a tricky one. You know what I mean? Mm. It's nuts, isn't it?
0: Uh, But this brings us, as he said, victims, wreck and aviators. It brings us nicely onto the rumour that there were bodies recovered. Now, the first account of bodies being um, discovered came from a military source. Now, more specifically, it was uh, Lieutenant Walter... Holt, now that public relations officer at the Roswell Army Air Base, who rele- released the statement, he actually was the first guy to come forward and announce it. Now, some accounts say there was a living alien. Yeah. Right? Others say they were all dead, and there could have been between you know, two, three, four, five, eight, nine bodies, and in some instances, multiple crashes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's all sort of this is what's happened to this over the years. There's not well, really a storyline. Yeah. Well,
1: that that press release. You played early on. You said that you've recovered one of the crafts. So, like, there was more. That's how I interpreted yeah. interpreted it. I thought when I heard that, I like, too. One of the sources one of the sources, it was. I was thinking, hmm, Weird, does that it? mean there's more than one? Because surely you wouldn't just say, just say you've recovered the saucer. Hmm.
0: Well, hmm. this is what old uh, old Walter Holt said uh, towards the end of his life, and he, he requested it wasn't released until after his death. I'm just going to read it word for word. Okay. He says, approximately 9.30 a.m. on the 8th of July, 1947, Colonel Blanchard phoned my office and dictated the press release of having in our possession a flying disc coming from a ranch northwest of Roswell, and Major Marcel was flying the material to higher headquarters. I was to deliver the news release to the radio stations. Before leaving the base, Colonel Blanchard took me personally to building 84 aka hangar p3 which was a b29 hangar located on the east side of the tarmac upon first approaching the building i observed under heavy guard both outside and inside and once inside i was permitted from a safe distance to first observe the object that had just been recovered north of the town it was approximately 12 to 15 feet in length not quite as wide, and about six foot high, and it was more of an egg-shaped. Lighting was poor, but its surface did appear to be metallic. No windows, portals, wings, tail section, or landing gear were visible. So it was
1: like a big metallic egg Float, floating, yeah, Floating,
0: or sitting on the floor, I'm not sure, but it didn't have any landing gear. He says, also, from a distance, I was able to see a couple of bodies under a canvas tarpaulin, Only the heads extended beyond the covering and I was not able to make out any features. The heads did appear larger than normal and the contour of the canvas suggested the size of a 10-year-old child. At a later date in Blanchard's office, he would extend his arm around 4 feet above the ground to indicate their height. I was informed of a temporary mortuary set up to accommodate the recovered bodies. In 1980, Major Marcel told me that the material photographed in General Ramey's office, that's the press conference mm. thing, was not the material recovered. So he's saying it was swapped, basically. Yeah. He, said, he also goes on to say, I am convinced that what I personally observed was some type of craft and its crew from outer space. That's the geezer who's the uh, head of public relations. Mm. You know what I mean? And that was released after his
1: death, he didn't gain anything from this. No. But... Mm, <laughs> it's like, if if he said it when he was alive, would he, the reason why he's saying so after I'm dead, because people probably go, you're fucking nuts. Mm. So when he's dead, he doesn't have to go through all, all, all that shit, and military. if it is true, and the military end up doing something to him or his family, but he wouldn't do that if because even when he dies it, you know if he says something his family still might be in trouble you never know yeah yeah i don't know it's, it's weird another military dude
0: called F- colonel Philip J Corso who was president eisenhower's intelligence officer as well as the army's chief of foreign technologies division he he also left a um a deathbed confession that he instructed to be, was to be released on, after his death. And he claims some even more outrageous stuff. Right, okay. He says, I personally observed... He, so this is, he was th- saying he was there Right, now. okay, yeah. I personally observed a four-foot non-human creature with a bizarre-looking four-fingered hand, thin legs and feet, and an oversized, incandescent, light bulb-shaped head. The eye sockets were oversized and almond shaped and pointed down to its tiny nose. So he's like basically describing a, like a grey alien. Yeah, yeah. That's typical thing typical that people grey. think of. He said the creature's skull was overgrown to the point where all of its facial features were arranged frontally, occupying only a small circular part of the lower portion of the head. There were no eyebrows or any indications of facial hair. The creature had only tiny flat slit for a mouth, and it was completely closed, resembling more of a crease or indentation between the nose and the bottom of the chinless skull than a fully functioning orifice. See, the problem with these confessions is they're coming from old dudes and memory
1: fades. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Sometimes, I think as well, people get carried away in the story, of a story, and they f- make things up that they think was actually true. Yeah. I mean... very,
0: very, Yeah, very true, mate.
1: People do that, and, and they're not meaning to lie, but they don't... It's like they've been pulled in with the story, and they go, yeah, I did see something weird like that, yeah, and saw this, and really they didn't, you know what I mean?
0: Maybe they felt pressured to do it. And also, we know, like, it's not like... Just because he's, like, a decorated military man... We know people lie. The fucking president lies. Maybe so I'm, this guy f- seems to fucking lie, don't they? And he Corso uh, also, also talks about some of the technology retrieved. He said there was a metallic cloth, like a tube that emitted a bright red light, like a, like that mind eraser thing in Men in Black. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I like that. a fucking brilliant film. Yeah, don't yeah. They? Uh, some form of headgear which they think allowed the aliens to control the ship telepathically. Cool. Which is fucking nuts and a lens removed from one of the dead alien's eyes, which could allow anybody, when they put it in front of their own eye, to see in the dark. Um, but, I mean, mm. it, it's insane. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, I mean, it's hard to, it, I mean, it,
1: it's hard to under- believe it, because yeah. it's fucking, It's listen to what he's saying. Yeah, it, just sounds, it does sound mental. And this is why I'm trying to think, like, why do they say it after, either on the deathbed or when they're dead? Do you know what I mean? Is it because they they know it's, it, it's silly and... Or it's fe- fear. Yeah, or is it a case of... I don't know, it's a strange one, it really is. Well,
0: they, a lot of people got threatened. and Because
1: I just don't understand... I know, I know they would have been threatened by the military. I don't understand why that you'd come out of that still if you were dead, bec- after you were dead, because of your family and stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. other people who might jump on it as well. So, I don't understand why you would you would do that. And like as we were saying before, memory is a strange thing because I think from 1947
0: to like today, or even if it's the year 2000, fuck knows when he died. I think it was 98. I can't remember. But your memory isn't the memory of the event. Your your memory is a memory of the memory of the event. Yeah. You're yeah. no longer remembering what you saw firsthand. Yeah. You you remember? Yeah. You're recalling a memory. Yeah. Yeah. And remembering that. Yeah. Yeah. But I I
1: don't think that you'd get it wrong if you saw a fucking alien. No, I think yeah, there's that's that's yeah, you can, you can't really muck that up, can you? And then we come that's to a, that's a big big fuck up. Oh yeah, in your mind, if you if you went oh, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, what was that alien? Yeah. Was that an alien? I no, saw that was off? just a piece of metal.
0: Yeah, I can't quite remember that uh, alien. That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. fucking know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then we come on to the account from the mortician of uh, the town of Roswell, called a guy called Glenn Dennis. Now, he's done loads of interviews over the years, so that means it must be true. <laughs> so <laughs> the Roswell Mortuary had the contract to cover all military services for the Roswell a- Air Base, okay. basically. Yeah. Even though it was a civilian mortuary, because the right. was, ship was so fucking remote. They're like, well, if something happens, we're going to have to use, use this fella. Because, yeah. Now, yeah. he he claims he first became aware of something strange going on when the base rang him up. And he says this was around the 8th or 9th of July, 1947. And they asked how many hermetically sealed child coffins he had. So we're talking like three or four in length. Um, They actually requested infant coffins, which is a bit dark. Uh, Anyway, Big Glenn says, I haven't got any of these. That's a pretty random request. But uh, I can get some for tomorrow. Um, So they were like, okay, yeah, do that. he said, well, what's happened? Has there been an accident? They were, shut your fucking mouth. Don't talk about anything. Don't ask questions. Just get us the fucking coffins. And they actually rang him up again. Someone from the base contacted him later that day, asking what types of embalming fluids he uses and what effects they'd have on skin and tissue and stomach content that have been out in the elements for a number of days. So it's fucking weird requests, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So he ended up delivering the coffins to the base, and he claims he saw lots of pathologists there, f- and he thinks they were from Wright-Patterson Air, Air Base, which okay. is apparently where this shit was taken. And everybody was instructed not to talk about anything, but one nurse who Glenn knew was having a, a bit of a fucking time. She was freaking out. She was in yeah, the right state. Having um, an episode with it all. Yeah, as you, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. As you would if, when you find out what she was apparently dealing with. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't find her name, which is always a little bit suspicious. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, she told Glenn that they were working on some strange, fragile creatures that had just been brought in from the desert following a crash of some description. She says they had four long fingers, spindly legs, big heads that were almost completely smashed in, no ears or ear holes, two small holes for a nose and a tiny one-inch slit for a mouth and massive ears. Uh, so, and uh, massive
1: eyes, not ears. Didn't know ears. That, that image <laughs> in my head just went it went all to that, and then suddenly like FA Cup ears. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of like the same description as Corso gave
0: yeah, earlier yeah. on, which is interesting. Um, the scientists and biologists that were were there were apparently at a total loss at what to do because this thing wasn't in like <laughs> any textbooks. They'd never seen anything like mm-hmm. it before. No fucking shit. You know, God knows where it's yeah, fucking yeah. from. But it's like they were all panicking. And the beings, whatever they were, were not mammals. They were something else, something different, maybe uh, an intelligent insect-type thing. But they were completely radically different from us except from having two arms, two
1: legs, a body and a fucking head. Except for looking like us in a way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the nurse recalled that while she was working on the bodies, after about 20 or 30 minutes, because she was in there with these geezers Mm. trying to fucking do whatever they needed to do to them, she said that their skin and eyes started to burn. Not, Not the aliens, the humans that were working on them. They had no idea what the fuck was going on. That's why they needed these hermetically sealed coffins Because some shit was fucking burning our skin and our eyes. Everyone was panicking like fuck. So they sealed them up and sent them to wright Pat Air Force Base. And the following day, Glenn Dennis tried to contact that nurse and get more information because he was like, what is going on, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've just announced there's a fucking crash in the desert. They've said it on the radio. Now they're saying it's a weather balloon. And they've got this nurse freaking out saying her eyes are burning because he's cutting up dead aliens. But he couldn't fucking get hold of her. She'd just disappeared, apparently. He actually goes on to say that it's possible that she went and lived in a convent and just went mad religious because she was thinking about doing that anyway. Okay. He actually was threatened with violence into keeping his mouth shut. The military had known that this nurse had spoke to him and told him these details. But Glenn, because he wasn't a military guy, he was like, look, I'm a civilian. Go fuck yourself. You can't intimidate me. Yeah. And they went, yes, we can. Apparently they said that your bones will be found in the desert if you start talking about this. So that's pretty fucking outrageous. And the bodies have actually been explained away in later years as dummies because during the 1940s and the 1950s, the Air Force were doing like a series of (coughs) like dummy drops over air bases, like literally chucking dummies out of shit, um, like in like unoccupied fields over New Mexico. Now the experiments were like meant to test. For ways that pilots could survive fall some heights, you know That's what I mean. Right, right. they yeah. like they were just like probes, human probes okay. being okay. kicked out of shit. Um, they were sent. Um, that they looked like featureless dummies with latex skin and aluminium bones. This is what they made. So that right, yeah, does yeah. look fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. So people would see these things falling from the sky to the ground, bouncing. And then immediately, loads of military trucks are just rush in and grab the bodies and pick them up. And because they'd announced that there's been a supposed flying saucer, and then they said, "Oh, it's just weather balloons." This sort of of persisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and then the people jumped on, jumped the fucking nut on
1: that one, and said, "Look, yeah, what's going on? What you doing? Yeah, and it's but it's not. We've seen what's happened and what what you're hiding. Yeah, Yeah, but it it could. Yeah, it was a test, but the military still ain't going to go. We're not telling you, you know. can't tell you because they can't really can they <laughs> exactly yeah so, so uh, have you ever seen the Roswell alien autopsy video
0: no it's the fuck it's fake a guy called Ray Santilli faked it and he, he said he it was based on he tried to blag it as being real yeah and then after he got rumbled for being fake he was like no 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 it's based it's based on footage that I've seen so like, why are you faking shit man based on footage I've seen If if it's if there's any reality to any of this you're not helping the people who really want to believe and find out what went on by faking shit, yeah, yeah it doesn't help yeah it's it's money though isn't it that's why it's right. fucking everything up.
1: He just wants to try and get some cash isn't he? So.
0: yeah it's um so uh, that's basically uh, I mean, I want to talk a little bit about the, the the technology because after the crash, our technology was is well it did it like exponentially. Increased after the event Mm. it's not necessarily the event but after around this time 1947 our our technology just boomed now people are saying that's a direct relation to this downed UFO this alien craft Um, but I don't think it's I don't think it is no I can't see how we'd figure out alien technology I mean we're talking something that is potentially thousands if not millions of years in advance of where we are yeah you're not going to figure
1: that out no you're not it's just, it'll be, like you say, it's like dropping something random into an ant's nest. You yeah. know what I mean? You're not going to, they're not going to know what it is. Ain't got a Simple clear. as, they're not going to work out ever. Yeah. You know even
0: I mean? if they figured out that it was a phone, go on then ants, get a power source yeah. to it, charge Working it up. Working it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not going to happen. I think the reason why technology advanced fast as shit around this time was because World War Two had just ended. Operation Paperclip, which was a real thing that that was the um, United States, hoovered up all the, the fucking top Nazi brains. All the tech was being brought back from Germany into Allied research facilities. And it was, you know, being fucking back-engineered and tweaked. Uh, I mean, the ally- Allies basically got all the high-end tech from around the world... Mm. But Philip Corso, he says that integrated circuit chips, transistors, night vision goggles, lasers, fiber optics, image intensifiers, molecular alignment technology, Kevlar and bulletproof vests all came from this one incident. Hmm. All right, then let's have a little look. He Mm. says night vision goggles. I did a Google search. Night vision goggles, well its early predecessor, was invented twenty about twenty years before this crash in, in nineteen twenty nine. Okay. And early bulletproof vests were around in the eighteen sixties. Yeah, yeah. So what the fuck do I
1: know? But yeah. I don't I don't think it's that, man. No. I think some some people are just there to make money though, aren't they? So they'll just say shit and people will buy the story. And, and that's the, what it is. The radio stations
0: reporting the situation uh, at the time were pulled off the air. They were told to shut the fuck up. Now I understand that. If if they uh, changed their mind and got it wrong that it was an alien craft,
1: you would want that yeah. shut down fast as fuck. It's a hype and it? it will freak people out. So you, you know you kind of need to try and calm it all down, don't you? So why were they
0: here? There's been a lot of a lot of speculation if this is real. Why were they here? First one is they potentially were picking up n- like nuclear atomic blast sign- signatures from our atomic bombs, which you know were going off in the early ones in nineteen. 45 so it's a couple of years beforehand which led people to say well if they're picking up our first atomic detonations of what the fuck's that oh shit the monkeys have got bombs mm. we need to go and see them they couldn't have been more than two light years away because that's how far the signal could have traveled out into the stars mm. since its detonation right okay and there are no stars that are too under two light years well, I think the, f- the closest is Alpha Centauri which is 4.22 light years away Okay. so it w- didn't come from that No. so people were going okay well that's assuming they weren't already here when the bombs were detonated they may have been watching us for thousands
1: of years yeah. I don't know man it's possible I suppose possible is, is, is it is it something they'd want to do Um would we do it if we see a more primitive species would we have people or something there to yeah. keep your eye on it. Fucking yeah. So it, that, that makes it probable in that way. But we're thinking like humans though. We don't know what aliens, how they think. You yeah. know what I mean? They they might not think. <laughs> if, you know. if, it's an I- if it's an intelligent
0: insect. Yeah. What the fuck? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Or an insect type creature. It's not a mammal apparently. Who knows what it thinks? Yeah. Cats don't even think like humans. Yeah. Well, that's live <laughs> On the same if, planet.
1: If you um could... Um, get like a dog or any animal and change. Let them be able to speak English or whatever. Right? It, the concept of what they say would be you wouldn't understand it anyway because yeah. it'd be so different to what what we would yeah. do as humans.
0: Well, it's kind of like um, you know, artificial intelligence. People think, what will it do? Will it do this? Will it do that? It it, it won't think like a person. No, you're trying to you're trying to get a. A perspective on what an alien thinks, like based on you, mm. it might not ha- like it might not even understand what a question is. It you won't
1: even it, it won't do sentences the same. You no one will be able to inter- interpret it right. It just because everything's it's a different um concept of living, isn't it? Yeah, you know, what I mean, different species of animal. You know, yeah. what I mean, so it's it, it it won't make sense. It only makes sense to us because we're that species and we we talk and exactly. communicate and stuff so
0: it's not going to be anything like no. us but the thing is as well like this roswell thing has spawned like a massive massive industry like the town of roswell i think on like the 70th anniversary of the supposed crash 30 or 40,000 people descended on the place mm. there's like a place called the little alien inn or alien or something like that you know what i mean the extraterrestrial highway
1: mm. it's i think that that helps Keep it's this it's thing it's fucking going. Definitely. It's it's um all marketing for it now, isn't it? Yeah. Did yeah. it happen? We had aliens, did we? I don't know. We think we did. Doesn't Ooh, matter. Come have and have a look. Have come an alien we, burger. Come buy, yeah, come and buy our alien burger and our little alien mask or something. That's it. You know it. what I mean? And, and enjoy and see what you think.
0: Have a laugh, kick yeah. back. As long as you take it as a laugh, it, it's fun. But I don't know, man. I, I think that it's just difficult to fucking get your head around, in it?
1: Yeah, it is. I, 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 I would. I'd think why would they come and pick up the debris? I could understand them coming to pick up the debris if there were aliens on it. Hmm. What um, they, they, the second report that you said, obviously there were. You'd think they go shit. We need to get John and Gary back. Yes, even though they're in pieces, because. They're going to go, they're going to freak out when they fucking see that. (laughs) But, like, you know, like we send probes and shit to other planets, you know what I mean? Um, And we, like you say, we smash them into it and we'll just drop them. Maybe it's just that. Maybe there's their version of that, but who knows?
0: I think that they'd recover it because they have the ability to move through space if they are real, in inverted commas, a lot easier than we do. I don't think distance means anything to them. So it's like dropping something on the floor, even though you could just pick it up. You wouldn't. They just wouldn't fucking crash, man. Yeah. It's a fucking alien intelligence. You don't build and a it, starship
1: it, just to fucking bomb it into a field. If it is real, if it is real, maybe they would have crashed on purpose. Could be. a planned. Yeah. But I don't see it being real. I don't think. No. I think it's it's all a bit of a... Um, it's wicked. It's a good little story it's and everything. Fun, and, and obviously the incident did happen. Something happened. Yeah, definitely. But I don't think it was aliens. I think it's it's something's happened god knows whether balloon i don't know anything right whatever it is um and people have jumped on it and it's it's kind of everyone loves it it's a bit of a hype everyone makes makes stuff up and they have a bit of fun well, uh,
0: the military kind of fucked themselves yeah. over by saying it was yeah, ufo yeah.
1: yeah that's it that's how it starts so doesn't it and then yeah. that's it so
0: well that's that then ladies and gentlemen A short rendition of the Roswell incident because there's fucking, some of them
1: say there's 10 crashes and bodies were alive, bodies were dead. But it's interesting with that one, the thing said we picked up one of the saucers, so like like there's more. And it landed? Yeah, it landed, didn't crash, it landed saucer, wasn't it, or something? That's what he said, one of the flying discs that landed has been retrieved. One of them
0: that landed? Yeah. What?! What's going on? Fucking hell, tell us the truth. Yeah. It's not a balloon. <laughs>
1: I hope it's aliens.
0: It'd be fucking brilliant, man. Yeah. But you're going to have to get a bit more evidence. I mean, they did say it was, so. Yeah. <laughs> but the
1: thing <laughs> is, though, I could say it as yeah. well. You know what True. I mean? So it, it, it may be coming from the military, but that's it's a person in the military, and I'm a person. And mm. I, I could make <laughs> shit up. I saw a dolphin monkey the other day. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So
0: you've got to see it with your own eyes I yeah, suppose yeah. so uh, yeah man it's fun so have a look into yeah. that if you're bothered do it do and, it. Um, that was good I like that one yeah man get us on all our social meds and uh, drop us a review on iTunes if you want some stickers get involved and uh, I think we'll see you uh, next week we will see you amigos.
1: later